It's mainly sunny and one degree in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's nine o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. Friends and family of a Calgary area man who was shot and killed two years ago gathered yesterday for a funeral despite his body never being recovered. 20-year-old Shane Smith was shot in a southeast garage on the night of June 6, 2020, and 24-year-old Ian Abercrombie was sentenced to six and a half years on charges of criminal negligence causing death and indignity to a human body. Shane's sister Cassandra said her feelings haven't changed about the men who tried to cover up what happened to her brother. It's frustrating. Um, like I definitely wish people would have done more of the right things in the beginning and you know things would probably be different today, mm-hmm. but they didn't. With the help of two other men, Abercrombie moved Shane's body. It's believed they put it in the Bow River at the south end of Calgary. Friends, family and volunteers have spent countless hours searching the Bow since Shane's death. Fighting in Ukraine continued overnight, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. I'm flying over in the southwest, looking at Glenmore Trail. Now, this morning, if you're headed eastbound on Glenmore from Crowchild to Deerfoot, you're only going to have a five-minute commute. And for westbound drivers, you're going to have about 11 minutes to commute from Ogden Road to Bow Trail. This spring, look for the street sweeping signs and posted parking ban hours. Find out the sweeping schedule in your neighborhood and sign up for notifications. Visit calgary.ca slash sweep. From the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Vanessa Arate. There was no Orthodox Easter Sunday pause in the fighting in Ukraine today. President Volodymyr Zelensky gave an address to the nation from the ancient St. Sophia Cathedral and says he will be meeting with the U.S. Secretary of State and Defense Secretary, although the White House did not confirm the meeting. Russia is continuing to attack a giant steel mill in Mariupol despite calls for soldiers to allow civilians inside to leave. The Russian military says it has struck 423 Ukrainian targets overnight, including an explosive factory and several artillery depots. Why is Vladimir Putin so popular in Russia? On the West Block this weekend, chief political correspondent for Global News David Aiken will be speaking with someone who has close ties to jailed Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny for some insight and what can be done to help Russians see him more clearly. From jail, uh, Navalny has been talking about the information war inside Russia that he, that Navalny thinks can be, the metaphor he used on Twitter was, uh, Putin can be as hit as, as hard by that information war as a javelin missile. You can hear the full episode of the West Block here on 770 CHQR at 11. Scientists are using an enormous amount of data to find better cancer treatments. Todd Ant has the details. While comprehensive whole genome analysis of cancer samples have been done before, researchers in this study published Thursday in the journal Science analyzed the full genetic blueprints of more than 18,000 cancer samples. They looked at 19 different types of cancer and found new clues to their causes called mutational signatures. Some arise because of problems within a person's cells. Others are sparked by environmental exposures such as ultraviolet radiation, tobacco, smoke, or chemicals. The goal is to give doctors more information to draw from when looking at individual cases, allowing them to provide better, more personalized treatment. Todd Ant, ABC News. Taking a look at sports, the Calgary Flames had a convincing 6-3 win over the visiting Vancouver Canucks last night, and Elias Lindholm became the latest Flame to score 40 goals this season. The Flames now have a couple of days off before they head to Nashville to take on the Predators in the final stretch of the regular season. Global News SkyTracker weather, mainly sunny this morning, turning to a mix of sun and cloud this afternoon, reaching a high of 15 degrees. A few clouds and zero overnight. 
Sunshine in 18 degrees for tomorrow. Cloudy in 15 on Tuesday and clouds in 12 for Wednesday. Sunny and 12 on Thursday. It's one degree at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 9.30. I'm Megan Cobb. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And here we are sitting April the 24th, 2022. Where does it go though, hey? The time flies, which is, uh, it's it's pretty crazy. I was chatting last night about uh, how fast it goes. It felt like it was just January and here we are end of April heading into the best time of the year, the gardening season. And uh, we've had a little bit of a slow enter uh, entrance into it this year i guess you would say um which is okay it's sort of i think it'll be better for our trees they uh they've held off a bit longer than i would say normal and it's been a little bit slower a little cooler a little more moisture at this time of year right now so it's good though but trees are starting to bud out you're starting to see some action a lot of the pussy willows along the waterways and different areas have already done all their thing. They're fully bloomed out. All the catkins are are going for the most part. So, and tulips and I haven't seen a ton of, but I know they've been up all over the place. Um, so a lot of tulips and the the fall bulbs that you planted last year or or that have been in the garden um, should be coming up by now and and getting ready to to do the. I'd say next week you could guys probably start doing the power raking of our of the lawn applying the green it up lawn fertilizer so all kinds of fun stuff right now i'm going to bring jen up she's down at the garden center at spruce it up good morning jen hey good morning merle How what are a you? great day yesterday oh what it was so awesome yeah it was really fun it felt nice to have it you know kind of feel like we've been waiting for it you know yeah, the the tropical crew were outfitted in shorts and uh, <laughs> ready ready for summer. It's awesome. We're so ready. We even have well, I have some sun on me. I need the sunscreen already under the right in the greenhouse there. With the sun was gorgeous. Loved it. Yeah, I know it. It sure felt good, and people out all over. But just so people do know, it's still <coughs> it's still a little early for planting outside, like for trees and shrubs. Yeah. perennials um none of the garden centers will have they'll we'll have a little bit of stuff in like we we have a few annuals and and some veggies and but trees and trees and shrubs we are targeting the first week in may to get our mm-hmm. first shipment which were one week earlier than the week year before we were the may oh, really? week last year yeah we're one week earlier but i'm just huh. watching the weather if it looks good we'll we're gonna go for it um, yeah <laughs> okay we got the trucks lined up. It's just, it's going to be more difficult this year because we don't have as much flexibility. We got to, mm-hmm. um, just with the trucking and everything that's going on, we have to be uh, on our game. So uh, I know uh, you and I are doing the annuals, and then Terry and I do the trees and shrubs and the perennials. So yeah. we're uh, we're ready to we're ready to go. So um, we're, we're, that will be happening soon. Like we haven't even like usually we have the the well hooked up, up to the top, and like it's still like I think the 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 water just um, thawed on top of the dugout. How we water our trees and shrubs, so it's you were watering everything yesterday, weren't you, Merle? Yeah, well, I was showing yeah. some of the new 
the new team, some of the – we have the best water. We were very fortunate. We drilled the well, whatever it was, 10 years ago. Yeah. And um, when we had it tested, the guy goes, this is the best water. Um, you can drink it. Like, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. So we are out of the hose. And this it just gives you a memory of a kid. Like, half the people, I bet you, the kids under 20 – have never drinking water of a hose. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. 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 They all think it has to say Perrier or something on it. Or (laughs) (laughs) Or in the shape of a bottle, but I know the hose is awesome. Yeah. And plus it's environmentally friendly. You don't have no plastic involved. So it's No, it's great. It's one of my favorite things around here too is when we get to fill up our water bottles. It's so nice and cool. That tastes so good. And you can just – at first, they kind of look at you. <laughs> what do you mean? You drink out of that thing? Yeah, it's <laughs> I guess you're right. Actually, that's true. Is that is that safe? But uh, yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> I better right? phone my mom. Yeah, I gotta phone my mom and ask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's exciting. It's exciting to get everything kind of ready. But I was just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was laughing at you playing in the water yesterday. It uh, made me chuckle. But I know that's one yeah. of your favorite things too. So. Yeah, no, let's get the water going, start watering some plants and doing some things and just and out in the tree lot, like in the shade part, like where the shade cloth is, like there's still, mm-hmm. there is probably still two or three inches of ice, but unfortunately that's where our pipes run underneath right along that wall um, to irrigate um, the tree lot in a week and a half. So we're going to pull all that stuff out of that area today, try and get some sun onto it. And uh, so we can get that all thawed out. But it's it's just, like I said, it just happened, though, right? Like three days ago, it was cold. Mm-hmm. So we're, we, uh, and we're lucky in the north side of town. Man, they got like a foot of snow. Oh, they do? I haven't, my brother's yeah, up there. Like, I haven't checked. Oh. Yeah, like it was just the guys in the pruned up crew and I think Luke or something was saying they drove along. And then all of a sudden, as soon as you kind of hit Memorial Drive, oh, I think no. it was Jeremy. Yeah, and then everything north of there, like it was like a foot of snow, and, and then we barely got like a, we just had a little skiff out at Spruce, so mm-hmm. it was just so different. So it's so but different, but we'll take it. Tells you how big the city is, all right? What's that? Oh, it does. Tell I know them. that's actually the crazy part of it all when you talk to somebody on the other side of town. So yeah, yeah. no. So, uh. but any of that good snow you have, um, if you still have some in your yard. And I don't have anything left in mine. Um, but if you do have a little left, throw it onto yeah, throw it into your shrub beds, throw it underneath your big trees. Um, all that moisture is just it's it's awesome. Plus Good. it's free. Yeah, yeah, it'll melt in there nice and slow, and uh, and ready to go. I know Mark with the prune it up and the green it up guys. They're starting next week fertilizing trees. Ooh. They're going to go and start the deep root injection and the and the green it up lawn application. So. Exciting. Yeah, if you haven't signed up for that, you can do that online. Good. We got you covered, as that commercial says, so it's kind of (laughs) cool. We got you covered. We do have you covered. And you know, um, I know I was going to swing it over to our our sale that we have going on right now. I don't know. You know about it, right, Merle? (laughs) We didn't just do it. You know about it. Which one? Um, the hanging baskets that you can oh, do yes. indoor plants, right? The purple heart yep. plant, the spider plant, and the ivy. Um, so those are half price right now in store. You'll see exactly where they are. Just If you don't see them, just ask somebody to show you. Um, so those are half price, and, and we've got some arrangements already made with those in there, and they look so cute with some annual plants. 
So, uh, yeah, so come on in yeah, and check it out. Yeah, we gave some examples of what you can do with them if you want to add mm-hmm. them to your outdoor planters. And they look great. And uh, it just adds that color. And uh, and these are just a uh, shipment came to us wrongly, and we just worked out a deal with our supplier, and and so we we got a really good deal. So we're passing that on to to our customers, which is which is nice to do. And so there's some spider plants, some ivies, and then what what are those purple, purple ones called? Purple, purple hearts. hearts. Yeah, they're so they actually flower as well, um, but they're a beautiful purple. Uh, that's a nice contrast. I, I asked Terry to build us a kind of a prototype, and then I think Chris followed up with a video on social media, and Lisa is building some more because we almost sold out yesterday. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, so we needed to build some more. So those are kind of you know, like Merle said, they're for show and show you what you can do. There's all spring kinds of things. Is gonna- Spring is going to go quick this spring, right? Get ready oh, to my gosh. And- I can't wait. I The stuff that's been moving, Merle, I just, uh, Lisa showed me. We only have a, a little bit of pepper plant left um, in terms of vegetables. And then rhubarb was flying out of here, strawberries and raspberries. And it's just, uh, it's awesome. So I can't wait to get more in. Yep. So uh, I mentioned that to Terry. We got to get, uh, get our shipment of perennials lined up. Mm-hmm. And... And, uh, yeah, it's, it's gonna, yeah, just, we gotta watch the weather. I'm just still, I think the 14 day forecast is, uh, always a little bit iffy in Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> it, it changes, it doesn't goes, it? You it look does every day. Quite quickly. Yeah. So, but we're, yeah. we're trending in the right direction, which is, yeah. which is great. And, uh, so all the, all the happy gardeners will be out there. We can get out and finally get out into the garden and, uh, and get get going on some some projects, some spring projects. And, oh gosh, uh, there's there's so much people can do now. Even in um, like the herbs, for example, you know, I, people can use them in their annual planters. And if they wanted to purchase them now, and then they have them in their house, um, that has been a really fun thing to have. And I know a lot of people in terms of texture and and even flower with the herbs, which you don't want to do if, if you want them, you know, for a herb. But people are buying those up like crazy, and it's fun watching everybody kind of, I'll, I'll take a little snip and let them smell what's going on. The strawberry mint in particular, the Indian mint, they're fantastic. So that's a fun thing to do right now. I just got right a text from, uh, from Karen. She goes, Merle, hmm. you want some snow? And she ah. sent a picture from Thorncliffe. Like, honestly, they... I don't know if this is this is probably from a couple of days ago, but yeah, they like there's a foot of snow in her backyard. Like Merle, this. you want some snow? You say no, yeah. Merle. Say no. Yeah. No, we're good. <laughs> we're good. I'm wearing shorts and today. Couple yeah. got a couple more texts. Yo, Merle, I haven't dethatched my yard yet, and could be another week before it's dry. But it's mm. starting to grow, green up a bit. Should I just leave it? Yeah, if it's if it's thawing, like it'll be fine. You can do it when the green's starting. But if you don't have a ton of thatch, you don't necessarily have to. You can just give it a good raking, as well. Like hmm. just just get over there with your with your wire tined rake. Give everything a a good little rake, and that sometimes is good enough. Um, but um, the next couple of weeks, I think I'm lining up um, a power raking for next week uh, for my place, and then get my green up lawn fertilizer on there. And uh, I was chatting with uh, with the superintendent out at um, Seaman Stadium, the Okotoks Dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, we're the official fertilizer um, supplier for the Okotoks Dogs. So those baseball players are going to be in good hands with awesome. their good turf this year. And he was just holding off a bit because he keeps his grass a little shorter. 
Right. Um, so he just didn't want to get it going too early. So he, he was holding off probably till this coming week to hit it with his fertilizer. So um, he came and picked up his uh, shipment of, of the Green It Up for him. But he's Exciting. just, uh, yeah, it is. It's kind of, I'm really, I'm excited to see um, the results um, when we get started doing some turf fields. I know how it can perform with a yard full of little kids, but um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it does very well. Because it, it was actually where it was like eight or nine years ago. It was actually uh, one of the guys from the from the radio station. Um, I was helping him landscape his yard, and uh, he had um, seven kids. And, oh yeah! Uh, wow. So he's busy. Like there's skateboards, yeah. there's bikes, there's there's stuff everywhere. And he goes, <laughs> first of all, we 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 did a a sport court, but then where there was grass, we I started him on the greened up lawn fertilizer back mm-hmm. then. And he goes, he never had grass grow in places because it would just get beat down so fast it would recover. So it was just interesting. Um, And that's sort of where it just clicked in my head. I go, I think I'm on to something here. So, And and now uh, it's given a lot of people lots of green grass here. So super excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. Well, and it's just different than what you're getting typically at the box stores and places like we get that 3204 and it's just all nitrogen and in Alberta with our soil being so it's so dense and hard too you need to get your mm-hmm. roots down nice and deep and as we all know like with our plants and turf it all starts down in the roots and yeah. if you get that going we're we're going to be good to go and so yeah giddy up that's awesome bro <laughs> giddy up yeah, i think giddy that's up. what's going to that's what's going to feel like um, in the next couple of weeks here as we <laughs> as we start into the spring. We're well, ready. And ready. I, I, th- I, I feel we are. It's just, it, it, it is, and all the garden centers are going through it right now. You get a whole yeah. bunch of new people on your team, and you're trying to say you're going to be busy, and they kind of look at you like, well, it's kind of slow today. It's <laughs> like so sort of, true. Yeah, it's hard so to kind of, hard to explain it, isn't it? Yeah, so we want to... Um, yeah, I want to start good habits and and get things going in the right direction and mm-hmm. and uh, so it's good. Got another text here. When is the best time to clean up your perennial gardens? Good question. <laughs> so what do you think, Jen? <laughs> for for me, I I do it as soon as it's dry and I can get in there um, yeah. and just clean up the underneath. You know, get rid yeah. of all the debris and fallen leaves and such. Yep. Yeah. No, that's. That's that's a, a good rule of thumb when it starts feeling a bit warm. Start seeing a little bit of green poking up through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think oh, anytime, exciting. yeah, like after yeah. this week, I think, I hope we're, we should be good to go. <laughs> Time to cut. But that's why it's important in the fall, like we talk about procrastination in the garden. And we'll just do this quick for our last little couple minute here. Okay. Is, is leaving the debris, leaving your leaves, leaving the Carl Foresters and not cutting back your hydrangeas and all that stuff too early. Um, Cause that's what protects it over the winter. It holds that moisture in, it keeps the ladybugs in there. It just, mm-hmm. it does all those good things and it's different gardening than if what you read is if you're getting a magazine from a, from a gardener in Vancouver or England right. or or whatever, right? There they can do that nice tidy garden in the fall, clip everything back nicely and, and just put it to bed. 
here it our 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 gardens benefit when you procrastinate in the fall like mm-hmm. leave the debris leave let the perennials die back over themselves cuz that's mother nature so now when you open those up cut all that back in the spring you'll see that what that protection did for your plants mm-hmm. and it uh, makes all the difference so good tip yeah Absolutely. Well, I got to go, Jen. So thanks for thanks, calling Merle. in. Good chatting. And uh, again, if you want to see Jen and the team down at Spruce It Up, they'll be down there all day today. And uh, we're getting ready for, for spring. And check out our new landscape display. The boys did a, a fantastic job down there on that. So that's uh, out on display now, out in the backside. So anyways, we got to go and we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, covers year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm going to go right to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Jessica. Good morning, Jessica. Hey there, Meryl. Good morning. Happy spring. Yes. Doesn't that feel so nice? (laughs) Sitting on the front patio, and it's amazing. Yeah, the sun just hits you. You go, it is real. (laughs) It feels so good. Totally. Hey, I have a question. We have dewworms in our lawn and have never kind of amended it. What can we do to get rid of the dewworms and erase the lumps that we've got? Okay. A lot of the dewworms are caused by watering too shallow. Okay. Um, Because what it does is it forces the worms up where it's softer. So if you change some of your watering patterns, uh, like I I typically do like I water one day a week typically – but I'll do it twice in the same day. Like I'll do it at say six in the morning and then eight in the morning, like for about 20 to 30 minutes each time. And then okay. just, that way I find it just saturates and gets down deeper. Yeah. And, and that usually helps push the, the dewworms and then a good power raking. But once you get your grass growing nice and healthy, it'll actually eat those lumps up pretty quickly. And okay. you might need to water, um, a little bit more one time and then even roll it depends how bad it is and yeah. but I find once you get the grass um, growing nice and healthy it it actually eats those lumps up quite quickly and awesome. uh, from the top of the grass so um, that's typically will should solve your issue okay thank you can I ask another question of course sure I am I've just put raised garden beds in my backyard Yep. What is the best soil to put in there? They're empty right now. What's the best way to go about filling them? How big is it? Like, uh, I've got three that are four by four feet. Okay. Um, typically, and what do you want to grow in there? Veggies. Veggies. Um, just uh, you can get a good bulk soil. Um, like it, like the, a lot of the places we have it. Like we have a garden mix that spruce it up. Um, yeah. The big yellow bags. And I was going to wait, but I'm going to actually, I'm going to help you out. You maybe already knew this, but I'm going to help you out with a big yellow bag because we do have the folks from Big Yellow Bag coming in on the show at 935. We're going to talk about the product, but uh, they gave me a bag to give away today. So we'll help you out with one bag of that and it'll help fill up a little bit and you can pick the good garden mix and they do a great job down there at uh, Eagle Lake Landscape Supply. And I always call that the sort of our first sign of spring when you start seeing those 
big yellow bags all over Calgary. It's sort of a, it's sort of like a big tulip. And uh, so um, what I'll do is I'm going to put you on hold. Awesome. And Liam will uh, take your name and number, and we'll get that delivered right to your house from our good friends down at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply. And uh, like I said, Nathan's coming on at 9.30, so listen in to what he says on the soils, and then that should help make your decision which one you pick. All right. Thanks, Jessica. And I'm going to go to Lorraine. Good morning, Lorraine. Oh, actually, I need to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Sunny and four degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Megan Cobb. A funeral service was held yesterday for a Calgary man who was shot to death two years ago, but whose remains have never been found. An agreed statement of facts says 24-year-old Ian Abercrombie shot Shane Smith in a Calgary garage. It's believed Abercrombie dumped Smith's body in the Bow River. Independent Senator Ratna um, or Omnidvar wants MPs to fast-track a new law she's proposing that would let the government confiscate billions of dollars in frozen Russian assets and use them to rebuild Ukraine. Meanwhile, Russia is continuing to attack a giant steel mill, steel mill in Mariupol despite calls for soldiers to allow civilians inside to leave. A mix of sun and cloud in 15 degrees today, a few clouds in zero overnight, sunshine in 18 degrees tomorrow. It's four degrees, breaking news when it happens, our next update at 10. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Talk Garden, and uh, and uh, Jennifer was so excited she hung up, but she did call back. We got her contact, so again, congratulations to you, Jennifer, on or Jessica, sorry, on the big bag of soil from our good friends down at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply. Right now, I'm just going to go to Lorraine, and then we're going to go to Nathan from Eagle Lake. But right now, we're just doing a quick call with Lorraine. Good morning, Lorraine. Yeah, I just spoke with you before the commercial break. It was yep. about the uh, red uh, lichen appearing uh, material at the bottom of my tree, birch tree. Just yep. wondering if you could give me uh, some sort of idea as to what could be happening there. Uh, that's just, It's probably on the north side. It's just probably a little shady underneath there, and it's yeah. totally normal, and that it's it's fine. If you want, you could uh, you can hose it off if you want. If you just want to get the garden hose yeah. and just with a little bit of pressure on the nozzle, you can just wash it off if you want. Um, okay. Or if it just stays there, you're totally fine. Um, okay. But, so you're, you're, you should be totally good. It's just actually facing east, but north uh, a little bit. So I yep. guess, yeah, same difference. Okay, yep. well, that's Perfect. fine. Thanks so much. Thanks, Lorraine. Have a Thank great day. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And right now I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to chat with Nathan, and he's calling in from Eagle Lake Landscape Supply. Good morning, Nathan. Hey, Merle. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yourself? Oh, doing good. Nice to see the sunny weather. Just uh, yeah, out in no, the backyard, so excuse the birds chirping and dogs barking, hey, but uh, who can resist? No, absolutely. <clears throat> and as I've said here on the show a few times, uh, 
always say that's our first sign of spring is when we start seeing the big yellow bags um, hitting all the front yards in a lot of the places in the yards. Well, I don't know if the, that's true this year. I, I got my bag on my front lawn a few weeks ago, and it's been uh, snowed on a few times. But uh, <laughs> I'm glad, I was glad I had it early because I got it uh, got my beds top dressed yesterday and ready for some seeds. So. Which is nice. So um, we, we did give a bag away to Jessica, and she was going to grow – she was going to fill some of her raised beds yeah. um, for veggies. What? Maybe let's go through a couple of the mixes you guys got. Well, it's a really and, common question that we get. So if you're doing a deep bed, I'd recommend filling the bottom with something pretty basic like a, a topsoil. And then in the top one-foot profile, put a higher-quality soil. You know, we have a short growing season, and you want to put the best soil there to get the best results. So we have um, a veggie blend which we developed a few years ago. It's been really popular. It's a mix of sandy topsoil, compost, peat moss, and then it's got some uh, cool stuff in there like coconut husks and uh, pumice for extra water retention. And that yeah. one's uh, a really good bet for raised planter beds, pretty much good for no, all types of veggies. You no, know, and I like that you're using the coconut husk too, which is kind of nice because a lot of these are a bit more re- renewable than the peat moss and things like that. So, it, And I find it actually really quite good. It's, it's actually... It's, it doesn't break down as quick. It has a, a little more fiber to it. Yeah, and we use a really chunky one. So it usually takes a few years to break down. It's it's kind of a half-inch chunk that you see. It's really visible when you first get the soil. And, okay, uh, nice. It sponges up the water so that you're at least watering a little bit less through the through the dry periods in the season. Which which has been important for us the last couple of years. It's been we've had some real summers, which is it's nice on one end, but it's a little harder on our plants as we haven't had the moisture. So oh, it's nice sure, to get yeah. that uh, nice to get that soil retention. And if you get your soil nice and healthy, um, that's going to help out a ton. So, and what else um, do you want to go through on on the yellow bags? Maybe well, there, I there... think you know every every year we get the same kind of questions, and and really the most of our customers are are passionate gardeners, like your listeners, and yep. um, they're looking to improve their existing soil. So our, the main product that we do sell is our Alberta Gold product, and that's a mix of compost and peat moss, and that just helps to freshen up people's soil, add organic matter and nutrients, and water holding capacity helps to adjust the pH of the soil. Um, okay, and there's no soil, and like there's not loam in that? That one's uh, no more of a hundred 100- Hundred yeah. percent amendment, sort of thing. Okay, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and what other like do you can you get like a garden mix in there with loam? Like besides, yeah, the we do mix? have a garden mix uh, called Nature's Blend. So that's a mix okay. of the Alberta Gold with some sandy topsoil, and that would okay. be appropriate for kind of starting a new garden, perennial bed, that sort of thing. Okay, nice. And then, yeah. and then, do you have a flower mix as well, or? You know what? Uh, for the flower mix, you know, there's as you know in your soil section, there's all sorts yep. of different products. You can't you can't really solve all gardens nope. with one product, but uh, either the veggie blend or the nature's blend is good for uh, perennial beds. If you're doing potting up, uh, you can use the Alberta Gold, but generally those uh, garden center mixes are are a better option for filling your pots. Yeah, for the soilless mix type thing. Exactly, okay. they have the okay. ability to absorb water quickly. Okay, so maybe um, maybe let us know how the process works. So I'm sitting at home and I decided to go dig in the garden today, and it's 
hard as a rock. <laughs> and I say, well, I need some of that stuff that that Nathan guy was talking about. So how how does someone go about getting your getting your product to, to their house? Well, you can either give give us a call or or get on the website bigyellowbag.com and uh, you simply order your bag. You generally get it within the same week that you order it. Uh, this year, we're really putting a big focus on efficiency. Uh, with the fuel prices and everything, uh, we're trying to go to every area just once a week. In the past, people always comment that they see our truck on their street a couple times a week, and this year our goal is just to get to everywhere once. And so if you order your bag, you generally get it within the week um, that you order it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you can order online. Or, or and, Nathan, phone. that's a really good point. Like, you know, because um, we all want to keep our costs down. You want to be able to order um, that or whatever else you're ordering, but that's a really good point. So there's going to be have to we're all going to work together on something like this. So a little bit of patience maybe on the customer side as well. Um, if you happen to call on Wednesday and your delivery route was Wednesday, um, you're, you're probably going to get it the following Wednesday, which is which is still fine. But it's part of keeping costs down and yeah uh, and being yeah, efficient. It- so. Exactly. And we're fortunate to have a great um, uh, technology that we use for dispatching our trucks. And so whenever we have enough deliveries in one area, that's when we build a load to go to that area. So it helps us to be efficient and, and like you said, keep our costs down so that things are still still affordable well, for people. Yeah, I, I it scares me when I look at our uh, <coughs> fuel costs for like saying you guys have a whack of trucks. I know I got 15 <laughs> trucks. And then you look at your carbon tax on top of your gas bill. It's We're, we're, we're paying a ton. So um, we, we definitely efficiencies are is very important. Um, really so what, can you get other products in the big yellow bag as well? Like can you, you guys yeah, fill them with rocks yeah. and so we have a landscape. We have a landscape center in southeast Calgary that um, you know, landscape contractors generally go to. And we sell all sorts of decorative rocks and mulches uh, out of that landscape center. And so all of those products are also available in a bag. So if you need a bit of soil and you also need some rock for the side of your house or mulch to top up your beds, we've got a variety of, of stuff available through com. Awesome. And from what I understand, I think we're still working on the program where they can bring their big yellow bags back down to spruce it up and then we give them some spruce bucks. Exactly. I, very, uh, very common question uh, that we get. What do I do with my bag when it when we're done with it? So we do take all those bags back, and one of the places yep. people can bring them back is to spruce it up. And I know you guys offer a, an incentive for people to do that, and then we take them back and we actually reuse what we can and and recycle the rest. Um, so it's important if you want it to be recycled that you get it back to us. So yeah, one method is to get it down to spruce it up, and there's a a yellow cage in the parking lot there and you go inside yeah, and we, we fill them up in there back. yeah and then come in and we'll give you guys some spruce bucks when you do that that you can use in the store and what um, are you offering them uh these days i think it's a ten dollar spruce box so you get 10 bucks um and to spend um i think a 40 dollar purchase anything above 40 bucks you get ten dollars off on that with your spruce box so uh, it seems sweet. to get be a pretty oil and go get some seeds. yeah Absolutely. Um, one other thing, what was I going to say? Like, if those big yellow bags, they're actually very good, even if you keep one at your house um, for cleaning up garbage or or the uh, your spring cleanup things like that. Use it to cut a little bit of the top, off and you can 
this if that way it's like recycling it makes for a great refuse bag like uh and then you can just dump the other stuff into your truck or or whatever i know we use it on a couple of our crews that they're just great cleanup bags for and they're they are durable. yeah they're really durable they last a last a long time so if you can find a way to repurpose it yeah they're they're really handy to have around yeah, you just cut. We just cut that little bit of a lip off, and you can lay. You can rake all your leaves right into it, things like that. So, um, there's lots of uh, other ways to, to to utilize the big yellow bag besides great soil. And yeah. so, anyways, thanks for calling in, Nathan. I really appreciate it. And uh, and thanks for uh, giving our listeners a big yellow bag. Um, one we give one away each week for the for the rest of this month. And uh, so thanks again for all that. And uh, and Nathan's from the Big Yellow Bag. Is it just .com or? Uh, yeah, BigYellowBag.com. Yeah, thanks for okay. having me, Merle. It's always nice to chat. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Nathan. All the Bye. best. You're welcome. Bye. All right. And I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. Going to go right to the phone line. We're going to go to Ray. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Ray. Roy. Sorry. I think. No. Hello. Not there. Hi. Is it Ray? Roy. Roy, sorry. My my writing is, uh, I didn't put my little thing on the back. <laughs> um, how are we doing today? I, I'm, I'm good. Uh, good. How, how can I, I, I help you? To, I listened to you talking to that lady about worms in the lawn. Yeah. And uh, I, that was the reason I called in as well. But I hear that, uh, or I read that ferrous sulfate will uh, change the pH enough to drive them down. And I tried to get that fertilizer here, but I can't. Um. What was it called? Parasulfate. Parasulfate. Yeah, I'm not too sure. A lot of the different, um, and I think you got to be careful um, adding some of that stuff to your soil. It might change it. But I'm, I'm, I haven't parasulfate. Yeah, I haven't heard that um, myself. To be honest, they prevent iron deficiency anema for bodies. Yeah, I'm. I'm not too sure. It doesn't look like it's sold here in Cal- like Canada as a as a soil supplement. So I'm not too sure where you'd get that. Okay. All right. Thank Thank you. Sorry about that. Bye bye. All right. Let's go to Ben. Good morning, Ben. Hi. Good morning. Hey, Ben. How can I help you? Hi. Um. So first off, thank you for your show. It's great. I uh, listen to it every morning with my wife. Um, awesome. Curious. I have a lawn that I put sod down two years ago. I'm just wondering how often does that need to be aerated? Um, it really like it really depends on on the type of soil underneath. Like I very rarely aerate. Um, I I I prefer more of a, just a good power raking, and 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 a top dressing maybe every three or four years. With some with some loam, um, if you have really hard soil and you find that it's just like like hard pan, um, that the aerating is really good as well for that. It it just digs down, and then we'll say if anybody's going to aerate, 
Um, make sure you water your grass really good first before the guys come with their aerator or you're renting it. Because then that way, the when they dig it, when they do the the plugs, they're going to get good deep plugs. If if you try and aerate a, with the lawn that's really, really dry, it's just going to bounce off the top and you're only going to get like quarter-inch plugs or, or half-inch. You want to get those good inch to two-inch plugs. And if, you, if you've watered your lawn beforehand, you'll get those good plugs and that's what's beneficial. But it also cuts all the roots, um, so which, which is good for the grass. It makes it spread out. It sort of, every time you cut it like that, it, it creates more grass. Okay. Okay, so, so, and power raking does the same because the twines on the power raker go um, into the root system and they cut the roots a bit, and then that helps um, multiply more grass. So, again, I would probably say every couple of years, two or three years, depending if you if you want to do it. Some people swear on doing it every year. Um, I've just never – I find – and if you, if you don't mark your irrigation heads – I've just had more issues. So you just there's a few things when you're doing aerating that you got to make sure you're paying attention to. That's all. Okay, and then would it be best to just leave the plugs on top, like if yep. you're dressing after? Yep, yep, just leave them right on because that's part of the benefits of that. It breaks up and then goes back into it. So what I would typically do is is mow your grass down a little bit shorter, um, water it really well. And then if you're going to get the guy with the aerator, have him come by or if you're renting one and aerate. And then I'd put our greened up lawn fertilizer on there and then do your top dressing at that point. And I'd like to wait a little bit if I'm going to aerate till the grass is growing a little bit more because um, then for sure it's soft. And then when you do your top dressing, um, if the grass is alive and kind of growing already, it's going to eat up that soil really quickly. Okay, but so if you like I said, if you just saw it like a couple a of years bit. ago, sorry. So for next year, like just wait a little bit more, maybe to the beginning <laughs> of May. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then like you said, if you if you just put the sod down last year, I think like a good, really good power rake, um, the lawn fertilizer, and and you'll see a big difference. Like you'll see, and I'm not sure if you're using our fertilizer or not. Yes, I am. But if you if you if you do use that, you'll see your grass thicken right up and. And it makes all the difference. So, perfect. Alrighty. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ben. Bye bye. Have a great day. You too. All right. And where I'm at for time, I got to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. And I'm going to go to Maria. Good morning, Maria. Hi there. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. How can I help you? I have a feeder that's stayed alive for the past 23 years. And right next to it is a muco pine. I texted a picture of it, I think, last week. I want to know okay. how to prune these two. They're starting to block my living room window. Okay, and it was a cedar, you said? Yes. Um, the, the only thing, cedars can be trimmed. Um, you just got to take a little bit at a time. If you go in too deep, you'll get into the brown of it, you know what I mean? And yes. then it takes a bit for it to recover from there. 
So it's really it's staying on top of the cedar. So if you want to just take like a half inch in at a time or something, like with a hedge trimmer, and just sort of trim it up into the width you're looking for without trying to go too deep where all of a sudden you have nothing left on the inside. And what about on top? Because it's right next to my house and eventually... Yeah, so yeah, so if it's going on the top, you can just, you can cut it off at the height that you're looking for. And then I would just recommend every spring, just, just keep it at that same height. Don't let it go up past it again. Okay. Once it gets to the height you want, I'm just saying it's kind of a maintenance thing. You sort of got to schedule it two or three times a year, just get the head trim out, give it a quick little trim and uh, on the top and on the side, sound like at the barbershop, and, uh, and then you're you're good to go. Because if you let it go too long again, it's a lot harder on it, and you're opening up big wounds, and the cedars just don't respond to that as well, like when you're, especially in Calgary, and it just takes a lot for it to fill those empty spots back in. Yeah, so am I trimming the green? The leaves? Yes, yes. And not pruning at the trunk level? like. In yeah, not necessarily, branches. no, no. You okay. try to avoid that. You're just trying to, you're trying to reduce the width and the height. Um, obviously, when you take it off the top, you're going to take the, the branches off, like, because yeah. you're going to be cutting it straight across. But on the sides, you're just, you're more trimming the foliage. After that uh, heat dome, I did go in to the inner sanction of that tree and prune some of the dead wood yep and that's fine if you want to get in there and shake out any of the dead stuff um cut out any dead branches on the interior absolutely um and that helps with some airflow and things like that for sure and they do like the fertilizer 30 10 10 they respond quite well to that 30 10 10 okay and amigo pine yeah just trim off yeah, it is. Well, what did, are you looking to reduce the size of it or just keep it at where it's at right now? Height and size. Yeah. So if it's been left, you can you can take it. It, it makes it hard because when you take when you cut those back on the big branches, they don't really res- like they won't a lot of times grow back on that same branch. Um, so way to thicken it up when you do do that is when you know when you get those candles or when the little fingers come out early spring. Mm-hmm. on the mugos and they're about yeah. three or four inches long i just break them in half all the time and on yeah. any of the pine trees because when they're nice and soft like that you just break them off and then that will make them thicken up it'll send out four or five branches at each of one of those breaks and then you're good okay thank you very much all right and you might want to on some of it's a big mugo you want to keep i know our arborist chris he was this out and he did uh, a, like a bonsai type pruning on some bigger junipers and bigger um, pines. So you might want to have uh, uh, Mark come by and just have a look at it, and he give you a quick quote on on doing that properly, so you don't mess that up. Okay, just call spruce it up. Yep, yeah, and then they can hook you in with the prune it up guys. Okay, all right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, and I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Sunny and four degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. A service was held yesterday afternoon for a Calgary shooting victim as the family continues to search for the young man's body. 
According to an agreed statement of facts, 24-year-old Ian Abercrombie shot 20-year-old Shane Smith in a Southeast Calgary garage. Abercrombie did not know the gun he was holding was loaded when he pointed it and pulled the trigger. With the help of two other men, Abercrombie moved Shane's body. Shane's sister Cassandra spoke with Global News before the funeral. I wrote his eulogy, so I'll be happy to share that with everybody. It'll be tough, but, um, you know, the things I want people to remember about him is how good of a friend he was, how good to his family he was, um, just to remember, like, how good of a person he was, and they're going to all come and, you know, be able to gather today and be together and remember him and say their goodbyes. Shane had a passion for BMX biking and animals. Cassandra described him as dependable and loyal with a giving heart. The family of an Edmonton teen who was stabbed outside his high school and later died in hospital is calling for those involved to be sentenced as adults. The 16-year-old family spoke out yesterday in response to the second-degree murder charges laid against seven other teens in the case. Global's Chris Chacon reports. Some sense of relief for the family after learning seven teens have now been charged with second-degree murder in the stabbing death of 16-year-old Karanvir Sahota. The ages of the accused range from 14 to 17, and their names are protected under the Youth Criminal Justice Act. Karanvir's cousin, Shivleen Sidhu, says knowing the charges could have been less, she is satisfied with the upgraded charges, but hopes more is done. These murderers need to be punished as adults. If they are not, this will be a grave injustice to Karn. It will be a grave injustice to Karn if their identities continue to be protected. The family says they hope police and the Crown continue to push hard during the investigation and the trial. His funeral is scheduled to take place Sunday afternoon. Krisha Khan, Global News. An Indigenous-led report says relying on traditional knowledge could help ensure the success of the bison in Banff National Park. Bill Snow of the Stony Tribal Administration says the report is a cultural assessment of the herd, which has grown to more than 60 animals since 16 bison were reintroduced in 2017. We we felt that we needed to conduct this cultural assessment because we're dealing with a culturally important species uh, within the Stony traditional lands, and that's a big piece that's missing from the reporting that was happening. Snow is the lead investigator. He says a team from Stony Nakoda Nation worked with elders, knowledge keepers, and youth to get a better understanding of bison habitat, behavior, and practices from an Indigenous perspective. Independent Senator Ratna Omidvar wants MPs to fast-track a new law she's proposing that would let government confiscate billions of dollars in frozen Russian assets and use them to rebuild Ukraine. Canada currently does not have the legal authority to take frozen assets and use them uh, use the money for other purposes. Amidvar says her bill would create a central registry that would find where money is hidden and help target accountants, lawyers, and financial advisors who are helping rich Russians stash and launder money. Meanwhile, Russia's assault on Ukraine continues. Marcus Moore reports the Russian military says it has struck a Ukrainian explosives factory, several artillery depots, and hundreds of other targets. In Mariupol, the besieged port city Russia claims it liberated tanks firing on a steel factory there. And in Odessa, Russia firing six cruise missiles hitting multiple targets, including the 16-story residential complex. The strike injuring 18 and killing eight others, including a three-month-old. Russian forces are pressing their offensive in the Donbass in a bid to gain full control over Ukraine's eastern industrial heartland. Taking a look at sports, it's another busy day in the NHL with 11 games on the schedule. Four Canadian teams will play, starting with the Oilers in Columbus. 
Later, the Canadians will host the Bruins, the Jets will entertain the Avalanche, and the Maple Leafs take on the Capitals, looking to rebound after a 3-2 loss to Florida yesterday. Global News Sky Tracker weather, mainly sunny this morning, but that will turn to a mix of sun and cloud this afternoon will reach a high of 15 degrees. A few clouds overnight cooling down to a low of zero, but the sun is back in a high of 18 degrees for tomorrow. Cloudy and 15 on Tuesday and clouds and 12 for Wednesday. Sunny and 12 on Thursday and sun and cloud and 8 degrees on Friday. It's 4 degrees at 10.04. Breaking news when it happens, our next update at 10.30. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255. And I'm going to go to the phone lines right now. I'm going to go to Jane. Good morning, Jane. Hello. Hi, Jane. How can Hi. I help you? Um, I've got a quick fire. And the second year did very well with lots of blooms. Last year it was looking good with even more. But most of the buds didn't open. Um, it wasn't uncommon to see maybe a bud with one petal open, and in total, I'd say only about twenty percent of the petals opened up. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, that is a bit unusual. The only thing I'd say is, did the leaves look a little bit smaller as well, or were they nice and big? I don't know. I thought it was happy. It had more bud heads than the year before, so it you know it looked like it was doing well. Okay, they do like a bit of water too. Like that's with with the with the quick fire hydrangea. Like they do, they like to be well watered, especially when they're going into bloom. Okay, and so I'm, that could be part of the issue. Just not enough moisture. Yeah, I'm usually pretty good on that, but I'll keep a better eye on it this year. Yeah, and they do. They're fairly heavy feeders when they get blooming, so they do like that. You can use the thirty ten ten or fifteen thirty fifteen on those. Okay. And um and that helps. I know I got a little topiar one and it is it blooms like crazy and but I do try to make sure I throw a little extra water on it, especially going into the into that July when all the buds are just getting big. Right. And I just I try to give it a little extra water because it just I find it takes up because I have it in a nice warm spot and uh it just it does like that little extra water. So maybe just get that and uh hopefully that will help because they are such beautiful little plants. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right. All right. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you so much. And uh, like I said, again, if uh, you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And uh, we'd be happy to take your call. But right now I'm going to go to Diane. Good morning, Diane. Hi. How are you? Doing great. How can I help you? I have a 59-year-old blue spruce, and oh, actually nice. Spruce It Up came out last year to do the trimming, or he calls it a lift-up or something. But anyhow, yep. it looks really good. Um, my question is that still underneath where the tree branches go out, there's no grass. And I wanted to, and I see branches, or not branches, roots uh, coming, like they're coming through the soil. And yep. I'm just wondering, is this something I should just put soil on, like black soil, or should I get some sod and put it on so that it sort of fills it up? But then it would be higher than my grass when it comes down yeah. to that end. Um, ideally, what I'd recommend is remove the grass totally 
from underneath the the drip line of the tree, so the outer exterior of the branches, and right. I would put bark mulch underneath the tree and put maybe a couple rocks or or something else, like a garden gnome or, or something, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Uh, it, just, it just does the tree a lot better because it's really hard because the spruce tree is really acting like a big umbrella, and that's why the grass doesn't grow underneath there. It sheds oh. all the water away um, okay. from underneath, blocks the light, and it also takes a lot of the nourishment underneath there. So if you go underneath there, the soil is going to be dry and dusty. Right. Um, so you can get it growing underneath there. So if you do really want to get grass, um, what you need to do is put a top dress in a soil, like you were saying. And then we have a grass seed that's called Equalon. And it's Equalon. a blend. Okay. Yeah. It's a blend of seven different fescues. So it's a deep, deep root rooting grass. And it takes a little bit more to germinate. And okay. do you have an irrigation system? Yes, I have one. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> okay. So what I do is talk to irrigation guy. And if, if it's been limbed up a bit, this, if you might need to add an extra head or get him to adjust the head so it waters underneath there okay. a bit more. Okay. And, and so that's really the only way is that you're going to have to manually water underneath there. Okay. Because right, the grass, yeah, like I said, ideally best for the easiest way and kind of is just remove all the grass, cut a nice edge, <clears throat> put um, bark mulch underneath there three or four inches thick. Um, you can plant a couple of junipers or put a couple boulders and just kind of right. landscape it nicely underneath there. Or you can try and grow grass, but it is a bit more of a battle and a bit more work for you, so... Just, I, may uh, give just, it, I may give it a chance this year to try the grass, and if it doesn't work, then I can try the bark next year. Um, I just think that you guys did such a beautiful job on shaping my tree. That, um, I would really it, – it's a beautiful tree, and I, it's when the city yeah. used to give it out when you were in grade two. So that's how I know how old the tree is. Oh, nice. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it looks great, and you guys did – I have to say that you guys do really good work. So I Thank really you so much. appreciate it. Okay, have a great day. Thank Bye. you so much. Thank you, Diane. Bye-bye. Yeah, I know the Pruned Up guys, and actually like, we had a a really good review. Chris was uh, out um, yesterday on uh, either Friday or, or on Saturday. The crew was out, and uh, he did some pruning on some junipers and some evergreens out in the front. And it's just nice when you see this, and it's called Nawaki. It's a type of pruning of garden trees to harmonize them with their surroundings. So, and he kind of just created like a really nice, like a bonsai looking thing, like his before and after shots. And if you look on our Facebook or Instagram, they they're on there a couple pictures of of what uh, what our pruning crew did with this. It just makes all the difference, and it just looks it looks great. So. And that's with anything, like when you're planting something, just remember how big is it going to grow? What do you have growing with it? So there's there's all kinds of different things that, that go along with when you decide to plant a tree. And uh, it's important that, um, that, you, that you do plan in the future with these trees because otherwise it's going to cost you lots of money in the future to try to, to either prune it out or or dig it out or whatever you need to do after the fact. So just a little bit of planning is always really important. 
And we get a lot of that in in the summertime when you come in with your with a drawing or a picture of your house. And our tree lot crew and the perennial people are more than happy to to help out with that kind of thing. And again, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open. Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. We had some people waiting there quite a long time, but we are wide open right now. So if you'd like to give us a shout. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. Going to go right, <coughs> excuse me, right to the phone line. We got Dawn on the line. Good morning, Dawn. I'm wondering, I have some not very old, about four-year-old apple and pear trees that I haven't been trimming. And I wonder, is it too late to trim them now? I see lots and lots of shoots and blooms. But um, not- no, right now, right now is a great time to prune them. Um, awesome. Just remember, though, if you are pruning like your tips and stuff, you're going to lose some buds. Um, but okay. if you're thinning out and things like that, you're, you're totally fine right now. Perfect. Good. I have lots of uh, offshoot branches, and I think I need some strong leaders and and less offshoot branches. Absolutely. No, and that's, uh, you can thin that out for sure right now. That's perfect time. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. bye-bye. All right. Let's go to Joyce. Good morning, Joyce. Hi. Hi there. How can I help you? Hi. I'm phoning from a daughter. Uh, she has a Norfolk pine, which is doing really well, but it yep. seems to be growing um, little trunks at the bottom of the main trunks. Yeah. Trunk. Um, and she was wondering whether this was okay or whether she yeah, should. It is. Off. Yeah, and it's yeah. No, and like some people cut them out um, if you just want a single stem. They sort of like suck her out. Like they they'll send out more more branching from the bottom. Um, so it ends up being more of a shrub type thing. So if she okay. wants to keep it like just a single stem Norfolk pine in her house, she can just, just trim those little ones off. Oh, she can just trim them off? Yep, absolutely. Okay, okay. It seemed a bit drastic. She didn't want to kill it since it was doing yeah, so no, well. Yeah, that would be fine on the bottom. And they and if she's doing it a good, they that and it's one plant that does like a 30-10-10 fertilizer, so... Um, oh, okay. And just She'll ensure that, yeah, mm-hmm. if she's, yeah, if it is it's suckering. Yeah, it's a really nice shape, and it's a shape she likes, and she doesn't really want a bush. Yeah, so just yeah. trim those yeah. up. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll pass that on to her. And if Alrighty. you time, I had a question about a Christmas cactus. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've Absolutely. Had, I've got about four of them, and they've done really well. They're blooming again now, actually. Um, but they only seem to bloom on one side. Is, is that something to do with the way I have them on the windowsill? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mine's doing the exact same thing, and I just pulled mine out to get the other side some more light. Um, the side that is right closest to the window is probably blooming first. Is that the one, like, right close to the window? Is that the side that's blooming? Probably. Hi, Joyce. Hi, you're, you're fading in and out on me here. <laughs> Okay. No, we, I was we don't just have saying, great reception here. Um, okay, I was just saying, like the side closest to the window is blooming. Yes, yes, it seems to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mine's doing the exact same thing, and I just pulled it out today, this morning actually, and I put it and I turned the other side towards the window. To it'll bloom it just a little bit later, 
Yes, yes, and that's what they've done. They've kind of bloomed in um, kind of clumps around the the plants. Yep, no, and mine's blooming right now. So they're not a true, these ones are kind of the Easter cactus. There's kind of those three varieties. Mm -hmm. The true Christmas cactus is actually a round little leaf. The one you have is probably pointed. Um, like mine, and they bloom about three to four times a year. So yeah, that's that's probably the one I've got, and it's really beautiful colours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just yeah, enjoy it's really that. Nice, and but I don't that, mind it blooming in clumps. But I just wondered if there was something I could do yeah, to. Uh, that's it. Just spin it. Just spin it around every okay. so often. Yep. Yeah. All right, and you should yeah, be good lovely. to go. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Joyce. Yeah. Bye bye. Mm, All right, and I should probably take a break. Um, if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. I don't have to take a break. Oh, yeah, right. I took one earlier. Sorry. Thanks, Liam. All right. Let's just go to the phone line. Let's go to Libby. Hi, Libby. Our, um, our daughter has just bought three acres in DeWinton, and they're building nice. a house down there. And we bought um, 10 little um, spruce seedlings from... Um, the Haskelton Berry Farm yesterday, and they're only like, you know, six to 10 inches tall. Just trying to give them the best possible um, chance of survival. Wondering if I should put them in bigger pots and keep them in pots through next winter and plant them next spring, or plant them- um, They're probably the better to go right into the ground, um, but just okay. make sure you cre create like a little bed for them, each one. So just like so they're not grown in grass, put a little bit of bark mulch around them and probably put a bit of a wire cage around them so the animals don't eat them like deer and and rabbits yes. and whatever else is out there. Um, yes. And and you can you kind of plant them at, like when they're that small, but just ensure that they get a good watering once a week at least. And yeah. uh, and you and should be about, good to go. What about fertilizer? Um, fertilizer on that, I would probably use like a 15, 30, 15. 15 you want to concentrate, yeah, you want to concentrate more on the roots. And then in a couple of years, you can switch to the evergreen fertilizer, the 30, 10, 10. Okay. And planting them now versus in the fall, like, I guess I'm, um, I'm wanting to baby them as much as I can. Uh, yeah, so it's just, and you could grow them in pots, but I just think your best... You're better off to just get them right into the ground, and okay. and get them used to where they're at, and look after them where the, where they're going to be. But it's hard if you're just going to be going through construction and stuff too. So just make they sure are. they're off. Yeah, so make sure it's off in a spot where the guys aren't going to be driving over them and and things like yeah. that as well. Exactly. So, okay. All right. So maybe a little bit early, but it does. It never hurts to start a little bit early. So. Sounds great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Greg. Good morning, Greg. Hey, good morning, Merle. Hey, how can I help you? Hey, I just recently bought a house up in Beddington area. Okay. And my neighbor has pine trees uh, that are quite tall. And they're growing over into my property, hanging over. Uh, yep. I'm just wondering, would, that, would we be able to prune those? Or is that something to talk to the city about? And also, <coughs> well, I got, got very large roots 
coming into my yeah. property that are right at the surface. Yeah, a lot of that is just good neighbor policy, right? Like, yeah, um, it, it, the city can't really do nothing in between the two houses um, yeah. unless it's unless it was a city tree growing into your property. Yeah. So what I would try to do is maybe chat with the neighbor over the fence, <laughs> have a, yeah. have a, grab a couple of Budweiser's or something, I don't know, and, and say, hey, it's yeah. just, it, it's hard, like, because depending on how you prune them, um, it could look worse for you, you know, because then yeah. you're going to be looking at a, a whole side of a dead spruce, and yeah. so... I think I'd try and come up with a, if you guys come up with a compromise so you see what could work. Um, yeah. And as far as the roots coming out the, on the thing, um, that you could top dress over top of it. it, it it's always harder when it, they're coming from another tree that you don't really benefit from the tree. Because is there a fence in between as well? There is, yeah. Yeah, so you don't really get the enjoy the landscape part of the tree. You just yeah. get the ill. You're getting the ill effects. You're getting the branching from the top and the roots from the bottom. Now, so, if, if we dig out that big roots, it's coming into my place. That, you know, no, if it's just one or two roots, it's probably going to be fine. Yeah. Um, like you could dig down and cut those out and yeah. and put um, plant a bed. But again, you're probably going to have a hard time growing grass and stuff because it's going to be underneath the branching of yeah. the of the spruce tree. So what I would do, yeah, again, like maybe just have a good look at the tree and maybe see if there's a couple options what you guys maybe could come up with. And uh, But if you just start hacking it, if you start cutting it without asking, um, it's going to cause all kinds of grief. You're going to be fighting forever. So um, I just... Green it up a little bit higher, right? Yeah, that that's probably a good solution. Another thing you guys could do is maybe gather together and then just maybe book an appointment with Mark, with our yeah. prune it up guy, and then Mark can come out and maybe come up with a solution for you guys and uh, and uh, and keep the tree healthy and and maybe it can work for everybody. Or maybe he's already thinking he wanted to get rid of it. You don't know. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Appreciate it. All right. That's all I can recommend. Thanks. Bye bye. And I got time for one more quick call. I'm going to go to Margo. Good morning, Margo. Good morning. Um, I've been growing tomatoes from my own seeds for a few years. Oh, nice. And I'm wondering, do they crossbreed between um, the other plants? Because my Russian um, bush, only one really looks like a Russian bush. Or two. Um, they really should, one. but they could get cross-pollinated, like from one... Um, if, if like, they're beside each other growing, you might the bees might have cross-pollinated some okay. of the plants. That might and, answer why some of them don't look like Russian bush. Yeah, but if you're getting the if you took the fruit from the one that was, it should be what it was that you took the fruit from. Yeah. Okay. Your, your seed from. So a couple of them have slightly curling leaves that don't look quite healthy. Is that a disease or is that? Yeah. It just be careful of that. And sometimes if you keep using the same seed, if it's not, hasn't been treated, um, if it, if it ends up looking like really hard, like curling and hard, it almost looks like arthritis in someone's hand. It's a fungus okay. that's get, gets in the tomato and I'd get okay. rid of that right away and change okay, the soil. Cool. Out of the house. Yep. Okay. 
out of there. Alrighty. Okay. Now everything else looks great. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye, Mario. Bye, bye. All right. I need to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's sunny and four degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Megan Cobb. The search continues this weekend for a five-year-old boy who went missing on the Red Earth Cree Nation in northern Saskatchewan on Tuesday. Police say there is nothing to suggest the boy was abducted. The federal government is looking to improve the country's economic security by bringing in new measures to ensure companies don't export sensitive technology to foreign adversaries. A federal consultation paper finds that some foreign states and non-state actors try to acquire technologies or forge commercial partnerships that can potentially jeopardize Canada's national security. And there was no Orthodox Easter Sunday pause in the fighting in Ukraine today. President Volodymyr Zelensky gave an address to the nation saying he will be meeting with the U.S. Secretary of State and Defense Secretary. A mix of sun and cloud and a high of 15 degrees today. A few clouds and zero overnight. Sunshine and 18 degrees tomorrow. It's four degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 11. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Wendy. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning. Uh, um, I was just wondering if you could help me. Um, I have a lot of cedars, and I have the ones that you know that have the that are cut so that they have the balls on the ends of them, and yep. they're all turning brown. Yeah, so they're like a topiary type thing. Kind of, yeah. And then I've yeah. got those little ones that look like, I think they call them Alberta. They're, they're just the little kind of... Um, yeah, the Alberta look, spruce. Yeah, yeah, and I've got those. And, but they're all turning brown. And when your <clears> fellows <throat> were up to do my um, uh, trees, um, one of them said maybe if I put Rage Plus on them. But I didn't know whether that or and something I've done before, too, is I've taken a handful of your um, lawn fertilizer and thrown on them, too. And it seems yeah, that doesn't them. hurt. Yeah, it, it actually works good as a just a steady feeder. Um, the Rage Plus works good. Thirty ten ten. What it is, it's winter desiccation on your evergreen. So what I would really recommend is is just cut off any of the brown right now. Okay. And and then what will happen is it'll send out new growth, hopefully. Um, and then you like I said, water well. But next fall. Like in September, spray them with a product called Wilt Proof. I did. At, okay. I and did, did you apply it a couple of times through the season or? No, just, just before went. I watered them in at uh, yeah. kind of, you know, yeah, when it was need, starting to get it cold. Needs to get applied a couple of times because you're dealing, um, especially this past winter, it was so warm and dry. We didn't really get any moisture. I know. So. And what happens is all that warm weather and just they just they desiccate. They get that winter dryness, just like us, like when you feel your skin, how dry it is. <laughs> exactly. So they're sitting up there. They're sitting out there, and uh, so well, I would what- try to use that and sh- put bark mulch underneath them. 
make sure you water them really well in the fall, like and like yeah, you said you did. I do, I do that, but I seem to lose the little Alberta ones every year. But then yeah, I kind of think they're almost yeah. like annuals. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and I kind of use them as an annual because I've got them in my front flower bed. But um, but the other ones, the ones you know with the balls, the big balls, I'm I'm really worried about them because I don't want them to die. Which would you recommend, the the Rage Plus or the? Um, um, yeah, I would probably try the Rage Plus to get them going, and you can even spray it right on the foliage. Oh, like okay. Watered in, and then when it warms up a bit, like once we get into mid-May, uh-huh. um, just mix it, dilute it quite good, and then you can even just mist it right onto the foliage on that, and uh, and see if that helps. Okay, okay, and so I can do that. Can I put anything how, how on it right now? How old are they? How old are they? Um, like? probably five or six years. Oh, really? Okay, good. So yeah, I would just water right now. Yeah, um, I have been. I've been trying to water them, and then I keep dumping all the snow. We, I live on the north side, so, of course, I got the big dump of snow. So I've been, you know, dumping it, uh, like filling it up with snow all the time. And I did put my hose on, oh, about three weeks ago when it was warm, and I gave okay, them a drink perfect. of water then. And um, But they, they just don't look good. Yeah, it's been tough. Like the cedars, and this, it's 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 hit and miss, right? Like and they might yeah. go four or five years be fine. And then we've had a couple of really, really dry seasons yeah. like we did. And it's just because they're not, they're not native to our area. So it's, it's a little bit tougher for them to grow. So you might want to, if you, if you do end up losing it, you might want to switch to um, some of those topiaries you can get in a juniper. So it's a little hardier than the yeah. cedars. Okay. And, and, uh, and give those a try. But yeah, just trim out the brown. And water, and then you start fertilizing in the next week or so, and then you just see what happens. So don't put the Rage Plus on till, for a couple of weeks then, right? Just let it warm up a little bit, yeah, because you more. don't want to okay. push the cedar yet too much okay. yet. Okay. Thank you very much for your help. I appreciate it. All right. Take oh, care. Okay. Thanks, Thank Wendy. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to go to Ivan. Good morning, Ivan. Good morning. Can you hear me? Hey. Yes, I can. How can I help you? Okay. Um... Well, I have a 102-year-old home, and oh, the nice. uh, spruce, or I guess spruce tree out front, is probably about the same age. I think the farmer that built the home uh, he must have been sort of desperate for a Christmas tree, or lightning hit it, because it was topped at one time. Okay. Anyway, uh, anyway it's really spread out and sort of looking like drying out, so I'm going to give it lots of water. But what I'm looking at is how would I help it with fertilizer? Would it be Rage Plus or what would I add? On, on some of that, I would use a 30-10-10 and I'd get yourself like a good soaker hose, put it around the drip line of a big old tree like that and let it go for a while. And then just mix the 30-10-10 into like a five-gallon pail and maybe give it like five or six of them, like go around the drip line and just dump a pail all the way around each each area of the drip line. Okay. so Sort of like divide it like a piece of pizza. Sort of all the way around, and so thirty ten ten and premix. Yeah, just dilute it into the pail, but water it really well first, and then yeah. uh, then give it a good shot of water. And if it was cut off the top, you might be getting. Do you have multiple liters at the top? Yeah, sort of. Okay, so you just got to watch that. And if it's too close to the house, just be careful if those above where it was broken gets too tall. It can. It creates a really dangerous weak point because I've seen so many spruce trees when they get really big up on top of that where they've been cut or broken or whatever, 
um, it, it, it can snap off really easily at that point because it doesn't have – because you're almost getting a spruce tree grown on top of a spruce tree. So well, it becomes really quite top-heavy up there. The leader is sort of coming out a little sideways, but uh, because it's topped, the branches go way out and uh, all the green is at the end. And the, the peak that usually sheds snow on the way down wasn't there. So the outside green started collecting the heavy snow like two years ago okay. and uh, broke about eight, six or eight of the branches sticking out. So I had to chop them off. Okay. But, uh, that didn't help. And if it's not too close to the house and stuff, I wouldn't worry too much. But I just, when I see some of those trees that big and they get, when they start growing <laughs> above where they were topped, yeah. Um, it becomes quite dangerous because it's almost like a tree on top, and there's just it doesn't have the root system to support that at the top like that. And if you get the wind going, I've just seen so many of those trees get snapped right off. So, so just Pretty be good. careful of that. And well, uh, I'm going to yeah. come down to your uh, center and show you photos of a, a relatively apparently. I'm told it's a relatively rare tree in Alberta. It's a native Alberta tree, uh, deciduous, but. Um, I'm told it's quite rare, and I have some concerns about it because it's huge and heavy and sticking out way over the neighbor's yard, et cetera. So okay. I'm going to try and find out more about that. I'll come and consult with you folks. Absolutely. Yeah, ask for myself or Terry's in there today, or depending on when you're coming in, Terry's in there. He's our tree lot manager. So um, if you have some pictures, I'd love to share them with us. That's awesome. Very good. Thanks very much. All right. Take care. Thanks, Ivan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. Going to go right to the phone line. We're going to go to Dwight. Good morning, Dwight. Hey, Merle. Happy Sunday, buddy. Hey, happy Sunday to you as well. What's going on? Okay, I got a couple of questions. Um, I know I've asked you this before. When it, you come to hardening off your uh, your seedlings, yep, I heard that you could harden them off in one day on a cloudy day or in a greenhouse with a shade screen. Um, yeah, it usually takes a little bit longer than one day, but yeah, you can definitely harden them off. Um, and it's best not to throw them right out in the full sun if they've been growing underneath lights or other thing. Yeah. Um, but I find it usually takes about four or five days to <clears throat> get climatized and harden the leaves up. Because if you, you, you when you put them out there, that feels all nice, soft, and supple. And really, when you get them hardened off, you're gonna feel the 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 leaves, like in your geraniums or your petunias or whatever you're hardening off. You'll feel them um, actually physically be stiffer. Okay. Now, you had mentioned on one of your other shows that when you receive a shipment, you put them in what you call the cold room. Is that yeah, we have them in our off? cold frame. Yeah. Is that so it, it keeps. Off? Absolutely. And we don't heat them. Like we have some that we put into heated hoses, and other ones go right into our cold frames. And that's just to harden them off so that way when our customers come by them, they're already gone through the hardening off process and they're not just getting thrown right outside. And the only thing you got to watch when you're hardening off right outside, Dwayne, if you're not in a greenhouse or something, a cold frame, is the wind. Like, even on some of those warm days, like, it feels warm, but our ice is like, or our, our wind is like ice. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. That can just freeze those leaves like nothing. So okay. okay. So. Last couple of days, I've been putting them in the greenhouse because I have a shade screen. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and they're doing fine. But I left them out yesterday for eight hours, and I'm going to leave them out today for eight hours. Yep. So perfect. you figure that should be in, or just keep doing it, or? Yeah, well, until like I, I wouldn't leave everything outside yet. Um, we're still a little ways away from being putting the annuals or different things outside. Um, no, not overnight, just during the day. Yep, that's totally fine. Yep, keep okay. doing that. You'll be fine. Okay, the other quick question. I bought I bought one of your uh, variegated lemon trees. Yeah. And, and it's quite tall. And I'd like to trim it down. Now, I wonder if I could propagate the top. If I cut the top off, will it propagate in water? Or do I have to strip, like, two or three inches of bark off the bottom of the, the I would just... I would start with like a number two rooting hormone okay, and and do it off one of the nodes there. And you can trim a little bit of the bark off, but you really shouldn't have to. Like if you're using that number two, right. um, that should start it. Um, I haven't propagated a lemon before. I've done it all the time off a of seed because I know the seed just grows so easy. Oh, okay. So, so if, well, is there any, was there any fruit on those yet or – the bottom part is covered in flowers. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah so get those outside so they can get that uh, cross-pollination happening, and you'll be right. amazed that the bees just love those things. So Is that right, eh? Yeah, well, I'm not going to put it outside today. No, no. Not, I usually I wait till June 1st, but you could put them out. Um, I know it was about this time of year or earlier when we had them blooming, and then we had a whole swarm of bees we had our vent open in the greenhouse and then all of a sudden they're just covered in bees and they're just getting <laughs> pollinated like crazy so okay all right thanks Dwight. Dwight, okay, bye now take care man bye-bye all right i'm gonna go to gordon good morning gordon good morning merle could you hear me yep totally hear you how can i help you yes patty and i really love your show thank you yes you're welcome uh the driveway, we have a western exposure. We want to put hedges up. What are the best hedges up to put it? I got gravel. I got to dig down and then dig into the dirt. How far in the dirt? And then what kind of hedges do we need up? Can we have? Um, I really like uh, any of the nine barks. Like Diablo nine barks grow really well as hedges. Um, some of the yeah. lilac trees do great as a hedge, but something that's a little bit different closer to the house, like along a driveway. The nine barks are just nice. Yeah. But just watch what side you're putting them on, too, because you might create that a wind uh, snow fence. So if you yeah, have so, it on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you don't yeah. want it. Okay. Yeah. You don't want it drifting onto your onto oh. your driveway on the other side. Right. So. Ah. Uh, all right. Thank you. So if you. Yeah. So on the north side of the driveway. I would I'd put them on the south side so that way the snow drifts on the other side. Because if you I have it on you. the north side, yeah, it'll drift and then create all kinds of chaos for you. So, mm. yeah, when it snows. So, but gotcha. Thank you. Alrighty, Bye. take care. Bye. Thanks. Bye bye. All right. And the nine barks. I had a couple people in the store yesterday. We were talking about hedging and stuff like that. It just they work so good. But I'm gonna give away actually a hundred dollar gift card for one eight hundred got junk. Um, first caller in 403-974-8255 will receive a 1-800-GOT-JUNK gift card and that'll help clean up your yard this spring and that's from our friends at 1-800-GOT-JUNK and I'm going to take a quick break you're listening to 
Let's talk gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go to Louise. Good morning, Louise. Good morning, Merle. Hi, how can uh, I help I would you? like to know if it's too early to plant gladiola bulbs in raised beds. Um, we're probably right on the cusp, but I would think you're going to be totally fine. Um, okay. A lot of times we start them earlier, like I'll start them in in a pot and then get them growing and then plant them outside. Mm-hmm. But you should be okay. Like it's, are you put them in a nice sunny spot and okay. I think you'll be totally fine. How deep should they be? And should I cover them with plastic at night? Um, I wouldn't while? really, no, I would just cover them with the soil. Just go down okay. about one inch. You don't want to plant them too deep. Um, okay. Typically, you just like they'll have that little uh, crust on them, like there's some sort of paper on top of the bulb. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so just have that, just at the, just bury that, like just because oh. it comes up like a point. So when you have your gladiola okay. bulb in the ground, just just where that tip is, just 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 bury that, and oh. uh, okay, and then you should be totally. So we can fine. do it right now. Yeah, you're really close. Um, this week, this doesn't look like we're supposed to get really, really cold. And put, put, try and find a nice sunny spot. Um, the gladiolas love that heat. And then that way you'll be able to enjoy them before uh, September. I planted some <laughs> last year. They turned out beautiful. But then I tried to plant tulips of that in the raised beds. Nothing came up. So I guess it's too cold for them. In well, the no, it should should be fine for for tulips for sure. Um, yeah. Wonder wonder if squirrels or something got at them. We're on the 18th floor. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> okay. That so that is tougher. Like in sometimes in in raised beds or pots. Um, yeah. The tulips I tried with uh, daffodils and tulips, and that and nothing came up. So, but, yeah. but my glass <laughs> came up last year. They were great. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to go to Brian. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Uh, I found a couple of weeks ago, and I was about poplar. I got a big poplar. It's quite tall. It's suckering right now. And you said to go, like, if I go about a foot around the suckers and just cut the old roots off and leave it for, like, till fall and then replant it someplace else? Yeah. That would work, okay. Yeah. Because my last last year was the first year that like there's two of them that are suckering off that tree, right? Yeah. And uh, okay. And next question, I got a similar situation with some uh, I keep forgetting the name of the thing, lilacs. Yeah. And I'm not sure if they're like tiny little individual lilacs or if it's like a big lilac. No, not, they're probably huge. They're probably uh, individual when they sucker up, like. Um, well, this one's actually—it's growing in a shady spot, so it's not doing well. Yeah, this lilac, and it's about—I don't know—I'm guessing maybe a foot or so, like diameter around the base. Okay, so I'm wondering if I can just like slice. Yeah, they around move that. absolutely right now. You can do that. They move really easy, typically, okay. and they because they have a fibrous root. They don't have like big fat roots. 
their root is more of a fibrous, so that actually they move really quite easily. And right now so is I a perfect could, like, time. Slice it up and dig off chunks and move it someplace yeah. else. Yeah, right now is a perfect time. Okay, all right, great. Thanks a lot. That's all I need to know. Thank you very much. Appreciate You're welcome. your show. All right, bye bye. All right, and I think I got time for one more quick one. Going to go to Tara. Good morning, Tara. Hi, how's it going? Good, good. How can I help you? Uh, I got a quick question for you. So I have a couple of apple trees uh, currently in my yard. One got tent caterpillars a couple of years ago, and it's never really rebounded after that. I don't know if it's the tent caterpillars or just kind of the age of the tree. It's sort of like crashing or whatever. But I wanted to replace it and get a few more apple trees. I'm looking for something that's really, really good for making cider and making pies. What would you suggest? Um, we have so many great apples that we bring in, um, like the Norkent, the Hardy Mac, uh, Norland. Like we have about, like we probably have ten solid um, varieties of apples that we bring in. We only bring in the Prairie Hardy ones. Okay. Um, so um, I would just come in like once we get into mid May, the end of May, um, we'll be fully stocked with all the varieties of fruit. And okay. uh, you can go through and pick a couple, and um, we'll have more than what you want. Okay, sounds great. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Thanks again to everybody. Um, happy gardening out there, and we'll get our garden on right here next week on 770 CHQR.